You're listening to the Rooted Feminine Podcast, the place for sovereign women who want to honor just how potent they truly are. I'm your host, Marissa Lawton, a former licensed psychotherapist turned sacred steward, and it's my mission to help women cultivate grounded relationships with their feminine energy and step more fully into their divinity. I walk alongside feminine seekers as they remember their magic, reconnect with ancient rhythms, and reclaim their divine power. By moving beyond patriarchal constructs and good girl conditioning, we are all able to co-create a life of spiritual intention. Each week, we will work to root spiritual concepts in the earth and in the body. You'll get a sense of what it's like to open yourself up to your mysticism like never before and you'll be inspired to walk the feminine path, pouring into yourself and the collective around you. From the way you make your money, to the way you trust your path, and the way you show up in the world, you really can embody your soul's truth. So keep listening and prepare to enter Temple Space. Hey sisters, let's be honest. There's a difference between your spiritual path being something you do and being who you are. We're all here listening today because we're craving the embodied power that is possible when we resurrect our relationship with ancient and sacred wisdom. But none of us is alone when we realize we have a lot of work to do, individually and collectively, in order to help the divine feminine truly rise. Truth is, there are generations worth of deconditioning and decolonizing work that needs to happen for goddess energy to feel safe enough to flourish and each of us has a different soul calling and dharmic purpose to help her do just that while this all sounds so magical it's not really that easy to step out of the systems and structures we've known all our lives even if our intuition is screaming at us to do so and we all could use a little guidance on how best to bravely step onto the feminine path this is why i made you an insightful quiz In nine grounded questions, you'll see exactly where you're at in your divine feminine journey and what could help you most as you root into your spiritual growth. It's super easy for you to take and it will give you incredible insight into awakening your magic and stepping into your power. Simply head on over to rootedfeminine.com slash quiz to take the first step in your rerouting journey. Hey sister, welcome to episode eight of Rooted Feminine. I'm excited today about this episode because I'm going to blend two of my worlds together. Um, I have been an online entrepreneur for eight years now, and before that um, was a licensed psychotherapist, and then before that (laughs) studied um, finance and marketing at a top 20 business school. So I've really put both of my um, skill sets, combining perhaps my masculine and feminine energies, getting into polarity here, um, in this business, in the rooted business and in this podcast and in this movement, I would even say that it's bigger than me. And that's why I like to call it a, a movement. It's bigger than just, um, facilitating a business and providing a service and getting paid for it. Um, And we're going to talk a lot about what that means today, because I think it's really important as I've walked this line of uber masculine financial planner, 
um, then, you know, moving over into holding space and learning how to see the experience of others through being, you know, a licensed psychotherapist and then coming back and being a business coach for eight years in the online space. And then now um, stepping into holding space again, the pendulum for me keeps swinging and keeps swinging. And one thing I've really come to notice is business is set up for us to be um, in our masculine, right? We are emulating patriarchal constructs in our businesses as much as we don't want to. Um, we're, we're likely doing it unconsciously. So if we can start to step out of that and start to bring the feminine, bring the sacred, bring um, our you know divinity into our businesses, we can have a vastly different experience as business owners and as entrepreneurs. And um, we can have vastly different results from our businesses. So I love that we are talking about this today. Um, I think one of the first things that people tend to rewild when they're stepping onto the feminine path is the way that they make their money, is their employment. Um, Again, often unconsciously. It's not until we shine a conscious light on here. It's not until we shine an awareness on here that we start to see, you know, the reasons behind things and the the reasons that we made choices and how the feminine might have been at the root of all of that, which we're going to talk about. Uh, but just to briefly cover it again, rewilding, rewilding is on is consciously uncoupling, right? Deciding how, when, where, if in what capacity you want to participate in social structures, right? Um, So things like our food system, our healthcare system, our school system, all the systems, right? And then we can expand that to colonialism, white supremacy, um, patriarchy, capitalism, right? All the things we can, we can look at our micro individual families and what we're doing in our families. We can look at our extended families, our communities, our towns, and we can go all the way out to um, society as a whole, right? But when we consciously choose, you know, I don't want my kids in regular school, I'm going to homeschool them, or I don't want to live in a community with an HOA, I'm going to move into my camper van or whatever. These are extreme examples so some might feel extreme to others. It's totally normal, right? Um, for me, I started rewilding from birth control. I started rewilding my health and rewilding my menstrual cycle. Uh, that's where I personally started. And that was 10 years ago now. Um, but as I continued to rewild, uh, employment was absolutely a very first on like one of the first things I did. And I would say, you know, now that I'm thinking about this and saying it out loud, birth control was the first thing that I probably consciously rewilded from, like made the decision that I'm not going to put this in my body anymore. I'm going to return my body to its natural menstrual cycle and stuff like intentional was the first thing. But I had always known I was going to be an entrepreneur. I studied business so that I could run a business by myself, like start my own thing. Um, And then I went into like psychotherapy to be a a licensed counselor, I always had private practice in mind. So I think entrepreneurship was always my end goal. 
I just kind of took a zigzaggy path to get there, which is not uncommon for a lot of us. So I think in mindset wise um, and mentally, I had rewilded from traditional employment from a very early age, but um, it wasn't something that I consciously did um, until a little bit later in life. And it wasn't one of the first things I did consciously. So when we talk about rewilding our employment, when we talk about becoming entrepreneurs, there are a lot of reasons that we choose to step out of that, right? Like low wages, um, high taxes, toxic work culture. Um, those are some of the things that we experience when we're traditionally employed that we're like, mm, this isn't going to work for me, right? Constricting hours, constricting locations, all of those things, right? So eventually we get this kind of urge, uh, I imagine most of us do, that we want to do things on our own terms. Maybe we saw somebody we know started our own business, or maybe we grew up in a family of entrepreneurs, or maybe you're the first person that you know that's doing this, right? It doesn't really matter how you come at it, but there becomes this decision of, I'm going to do this independently. I'm going to do this on my own. The desire to do things on your own terms, things like time location uh, or time freedom, location freedom, financial freedom, those are kind of those first draws, right? Um, I know when I entered the online space, it was very much about that laptop lifestyle. So if some of you have been in business the same amount of time that I have, we remember being marketed to <laughs> probably those people who sold us our first um online business programs of how to get set up or how to market or how to start a podcast, or whatever they were selling that laptop lifestyle. So that location freedom, that independence, the, um, what am I thinking of? Of like the, um, the sweets in Bali, right? The digital nomad kind of life. And that's what really started to draw me into online entrepreneurship in particular. Um, but it was in my blood for, forever for a long time what tends to happen however is because employment is such a patriarchal construct um I mean we can trace this back right we can trace this back from our agricultural societies where we we had we can even go further back than that to like hunter-gatherer societies right hunter-gatherer societies people had their roles but it was always for the betterment of the community, right? Whomever were the hunters in that particular tribe or that particular community society went and did the hunting and they had their roles and whoever were the gatherers. And then we had, you know, the basket weavers and we had the, the this and the that. And everybody in the society had a role. So there were still kind of like jobs or occupations. However, it wasn't for the exchange of money, right? That's that's where the capitalism comes in, right? It was for the preservation, the betterment, the fulfillment of society and the survival, quite frankly, of that society. Um, and so that was the, that's the difference between like a role and a job. And so as we've evolved and as things like commerce and money and trade and greed and all of that comes into play as capitalism really developed. This is where employment became a patriarchal construct. Employment became a construct of colonization. Right? And so that's a lot of what we're feeling 
when we're feeling these things like boxed in, answering to other people, working on other people's hours, um, not having a say in what we do or how things go, right? We're feeling the constraints of patriarchy. We're feeling the way that these isms have boxed us in. But even though when we become entrepreneurs, we start our own businesses and we step out, we end up often creating the same thing that we left, right? We keep ourselves on like an eight to five or whatever. That was one of the first things that I had to like figure out in my first couple of years of businesses. How and when do I want to work? Like I literally would get up and go to the kitchen and make my coffee and sit down at my desk at, you know, 8 a.m. And I would take a lunch at 1230 and then I would come back and I would work till five or whatever. Like I recreated the exact same thing that I had just left. And that's so, so common because these um, these constructs are just ingrained in us. Right. And so we often recreate toxic jobs for ourselves, even when we start our businesses. I was talking about kind of the hours that we, that we work or whatever, like literally how we, how we operate in our businesses, but there's other things like mindsets and mentalities and misguided beliefs that come over with this. Um, A couple of those being, you know, the harder I work, the more money I make, or I only make revenue when I am hustling. Right. So that's some of this misguided belief or these limiting mindsets that come over. We also bring over focuses like productivity focus and achievement orientation. So we base our, if we had a successful day based on how much we did or how much we accomplished, we tie our success directly to our revenue instead of our, how our day felt, right? Instead of our energy being, being wealthy and rich in energy, we want to be wealthy and rich in money. And again, I'm not anti-money. I'm all about money. Um, But we have to see the roots of what we're doing. We have to see where this comes from so that we can start to rewild from it. So we can start to untangle and deconstruct from it. Okay. A couple of episodes, I talked to you guys about um, immature, toxic, and mature feminine energy. Um, So if you want to listen to that and see how the different levels of maturity of our feminine play out, you can scroll back. But this is also true of our masculine energy. So when we're in our masculine in our businesses, when we're recreating the patriarchy for ourselves, basically in our own businesses, we can be doing this in an immature way right? An unconscious way. We can be doing this in a toxic way, right? Like I'm going to market this uh, because it's going to get me like results and not caring um, about the integrity that we're putting into our programs or not caring about the integrity of our message, right? So that's toxic masculine showing up right there. And of course we can have healthy, healed masculine and mature masculine show up in our businesses because there's absolutely times when it's like, I need to get this done right now. Like this has to be done by the end of the day. And so calling on masculine in a mature way is, is absolutely um, reasonable within our businesses. It's when we are always in our masculine, when we are always focused on output and, um, direction and achievement and doing the next thing 
that is when we end up kind of creating unhealthy systems for ourselves, unhealthy relationships with money, unhealthy relationships with our businesses and, and, and our programs and our offerings and our clients and our students, right? So what this ends up looking like, how you can tell if you have too much masculine energy in your business or you're operating from a masculine place is you can ask yourself, what am I trying to have power over? Am I exerting power over things that are outside of me? Am I trying to have power over my revenue? Am I trying to have power over my sales funnel? Am I trying to have power over my conversion rates? Am I trying to have power over how much I do in a day? Am I trying to have power over who buys from me and when they buy from me, right? Those would all be signs that you have a very, very masculine heavy business. Um, and that it is probably doing you and your audience and your students and your bank account a disservice, okay? Because when we are in our feminine or when we have feminine energy at play, we can still be in our power 100%, but it's power over self instead of power over others. How am I responding to this launch that's not going so well? <laughs> How am I showing up with my students? How am I showing up in this? How am I taking care of myself through this launch? Or how am I taking care of myself through this process, right? My, I have power over myself, my reactions, my feelings. I have no power or not, I don't want to say no power, but I am choosing not to use my power over others and choosing to have self power, be empowered myself. That would be a sign that you're bringing feminine energy into your business. Okay, so without feminine in our business, when we're on in that masculine, hyper over masculine state, trying to force, basically trying to force everything. Here's some things that have happened to me. And here's some things that I've witnessed again in my eight years in the online space. First one, of course, is burnout, right? We've all been there. We've all been burnt out, right? And that burnout comes from setting goals and trying really hard to achieve them or having messages from our body that we need to rest and choosing not to um, saying just, Oh, just five more minutes, just five more minutes. And then we're up till two in the morning writing our sales page or whatever, right? That's where burnout comes from. It comes from the force. It comes from being in your masculine in an immature, most likely, because you're probably not conscious of it, but perhaps even a toxic way of trying to control things. Hey, we often also get dysregulated when we are in our masculine. So this looks like not being able to relax, wondering what's when the other shoe's going to drop, right? Hey there, hopping in real quick to let you know that I've created something deep, profound, and also really fun for you. I know you're here because you're yearning for the days when feminine power was revered, when women were the sought after oracles and the magic weavers. But the first thing that often comes up is the fear that modern day society no longer celebrates these ideas. We no longer take the time to slow down and savor the seasons, leaning into the wisdom that Mother Earth so graciously offers. We no longer pour into ourselves and each other, mothering a sense of community and well-being. 
and we no longer co-create with the universe, bringing divine guidance down into our bodies and living our soul's truth. For those of us who crave this, it's really hard to reconcile the deep yearning for feminine ways with the uber-productive and mostly destructive masculine flavor of the world's day. So how are you supposed to reclaim your magical, powerful birthright when the world isn't designed to support it? Well, I'm a firm believer in tapping into your roots. You absolutely can embody ancient wisdom and awaken your feminine magic in your modern day life right now. I mean, what better way to bring down the patriarchy than to live, breathe, and share the sacred feminine at the grocery store, the school pickup line, in our businesses, and every way we show up in our day-to-day lives. In fact, I'd love to walk you through a rewilding process that will help you bravely step onto the feminine path and rebirth your relationship to your power. And you can start by watching my on-demand training called the six phases of the rerouting cycle. When you tune in, you'll explore why ascension is doing a disservice to your spiritual journey and how descension and embodiment really serves you. We'll also go through the six phases of the rooting cycle, the feminine energies that support it, and how to work toward embodying your rebirth. And finally, you'll learn how to avoid the number one mistake women make when rerouting into their feminine. So if you're ready to boldly step onto the feminine path and reclaim your primal potency, you can sign up for the training and start working toward calling your feminine energy into your everyday life right now. Simply head over to rootedfeminine.com masterclass to register. So if we do have a day in our business where we don't have anything to do or like we just fill that space because we don't know how to have a day where we're not doing something or we don't know how to have a day without um, output or productivity because we're like, oh God, if I don't do something today, that means my launch in three months is going to fail, <laughs> right? So we're dysregulated. Often also we find ourselves people-pleasing. So this might take place inside your programs. Maybe you have a scope, maybe you do done for you or done with you, or even inside of coaching programs or, or courses, um, you have a scope of what you provide in your business, right? This is what I do. This is the promise of this program, et cetera. We are always going to have those students, those clients who have what we call scope creep, who ask for more and ask for more. And if you are too masculine, you are going to find yourself overdoing and over-functioning. So when somebody asks you, oh, well, I know you said there's five templates, but do you have a template for this thing? And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll go make it for you right now, right? How many of us have done that? So we find ourselves people-pleasing. We find ourselves over-functioning. This, for me personally, has shown up as getting physically sick. The first two years of my business, I gave myself adrenal fatigue, which is basically where your body is flooded with too much cortisol, um, too much stress hormone, and it can't flush it out anymore, and you have fatigued your adrenal glands. Um, so I made myself physically sick. And those of you who are listening might resonate with that one too. Like, yep, I've been there. I've done that. So when you are have too much masculine energy in your business, when you are forcing too much, when you are trying to have power over all of the things outside of yourself, you may find yourself getting physically sick. And then this one, of course, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not immune to any of these. I've had all of these. 
Um, but feelings of failure, right? Because we are striving so hard for some outward measure of achievement that if it doesn't happen, and I'll say when, I mean, we we all have had and will have again launches that don't go the way we want. We all have had and will have again um, negative interactions with students or, you know, even if the program sold well, then we're facilitating the program and we're like, oh, this is not cool. Like it, it's not going the way I want it to or whatever, right? For me, the feelings of failure are almost always going to be money related because that's where most of my work is <laughs> to do is money stuff. But you might feel feelings of failure in um, in different ways. So it might not only be the revenue, but it might be, you know, that your students aren't happy or it doesn't look as pretty as you thought it would or whatever, right? So whenever you have that disappointment or let down feeling of failure, it's often because what we call your locus of control, your locus of control is outside of you. You are forcing things and you are calling on masculine energy. You're, you have too much masculine in your business. So let's flip that around and let's talk about what happens when you do incorporate feminine in your business. Okay. When you incorporate feminine in your business, you're going to build or you're going to experience a rhythmic and supportive business, right? You're going to have times where you are in what I call like an energetic sprint, or you're going to have times where you are buckling down more. This is absolutely normal and absolutely a season of your business. You can do these seasons literally like seasonally. So a lot of us will uh, will make quarterly plans for a business. You can do this monthly and really sink in with your menstrual cycle. And so you can know on a monthly basis when it's a time for you to be more visible or more um, outwardly energetic and times when it's um, better for you to be inwardly focused, right? So there's lots of ways that you can have a rhythmic feeling to your business, but what this allows you to do is build in seasons of rest, build in seasons of rest. And something that you'll hear me say a million times is that rest is the root word for restoration or restorative. So this doesn't have to be like laying in bed watching Netflix all the time, which if you're a Taurus rising like me, sounds amazing. Um, But things that are restorative. So this can still be things like taking a day at the mall. Do people still go to malls? I don't know. <laughs> going to Target, I guess, and walking around and, you know, looking at pretty things or um, going for a hike, going to the botanical gardens, going outside in nature, right? So it doesn't have to be literally like sleeping, but things that are restorative to you, when you are able to incorporate feminine energy, have a more internal locus of control, detach from the outcome, detach from um, achievement-oriented, like goal-oriented, you are able to have rhythmic seasons of rest. And so ultimately what this allows you to do is have a harvest, right? When we plant the seeds, we want to harvest them. And it's not just like plant seed harvest, stick it in some warehouse somewhere, right? And and move on to the next one. Plant seed, harvest, stick it in a warehouse, right? That's robotic. That's mechanical. There's no feeling there. There's no emotion there. There's no pleasure there. 
And so when you bring in the feminine energy into your business, you will have a sense of pleasure, right? So we launch and it goes well. And we have a group of students that we, or, you know, coaching clients or whatever, that we absolutely love, right? We're having the best time running this round of our program. Can we savor that? Can we savor it? Can we find the joy? Can we find the pleasure? Because when you bring more feminine energy into your business, that is what you are able to do, is to have that pleasure, to have a harvest, to, you know, enjoy the fruits of your labor. That good life, right? That laptop lifestyle that I was talking about, it's really funny because that is the feminine, the vacations, the lazy mornings, the listening to your body and asking what it wants and what it needs and giving it to it. So maybe that's not starting calls until 11 in the morning. Maybe that's making sure that you get out for a walk every day, whatever that is. Maybe for you, it is like that nomadic lifestyle. Maybe you're listening to me from Bali and I'm so jealous of you, right? Whatever. That good life, that's the feminine. That's feminine energy. When we see that, and I'm not talking about like the bro marketing because that's the epitome of toxic masculine, right? Like look at my jet and look at my Lamborghini. And if you buy my $10,000 program and work a gazillion hours in a day, you'll have this jet too, right? That's not what we're talking about. But when we're talking, when we're seeing those those images or when we call to mind, I'd like, I, I like that even better because when we're seeing images, we might be, even if it has a feminine energy, we will probably find ourselves in our immature feminine or maybe even our toxic feminine. So when we call to mind and even better, it just gets better as I say it, we call to mind or when we feel in our body, that's it. When we feel in our body, what we truly want from our business. When we feel in our body what we truly want from our business, when we feel spaciousness, when we feel lightness, when we feel room for creativity, that's feminine. Okay? All right. So now we know what's possible. Okay, we know what it feels like. We know what the benefits are of having more feminine energy. What do we, how do we do this? What are the reasons for this? What does this look like in our business? What does this help us do? How do we bring this about, right? So the first thing that having more feminine energy in your business is going to help you do is to surrender, right? So uh, a friend of mine, Megan Hale, who you may know if you don't, she's amazing. Uh, she teaches good, better, best goals, right? So if you want to make like 10 or if, if it like, how, how do I want to say this? Let's say if you were in your masculine and you're like, I have to sell 20 spots in my next program or else, right? That is controlling something outside of you. That is setting yourself up for failure, <laughs> right? That's, that's all the things that's setting yourself up for burnout, for overworking, right? 
So when Megan teaches the goals, she teaches these good, better, best goals. So let's say if your number was 20, she your good goal is like 12 and your medium goal is like 17 and your best goal is like 23 or something like that. And so you hold this range in your mind. And I really love that because that gets me out of toxic masculine and into more mature masculine. I'd still say by goal setting and setting numbers and things like that, it's still a masculine um, practice. So here's how I would bring my feminine into that. I would say, okay, here's my good, better, and best goal. 12, 17, 23, and... Whatever happens in this launch, I surrender. I acknowledge that it, whatever is for me in this moment, it's this or something better. It's this or something better. So that's that surrender piece. That's bringing it back to an internal locus of control, self-responsibility, self-power, and being able to surrender. It's a totally different experience of your business, right? Instead of a death grip, when we move into that good, better, best place, we're kind of loosening the grip. So we don't have a death grip anymore, but we have a container, a ma- like again, masculine energy container. And so we can hold that and then we can say, and I let it go. By surrendering, you are releasing your connection your toxic tie I would say to the result so you are giving yourself a freedom from the burnout you're giving yourself a freedom from the overfunctioning. you're giving yourself the ability to regulate instead of being dysregulated out there trying to chase the sales you're allowing your system your nervous system to become regulated around the goal okay so the next thing that feminine energy will be is how it's beneficial for your business is it will help you flow, okay? So we're not trying to force, we're trying to flow. We're trying to bring more flow into our business. And what this can look like is the seasons of rest that I was just talking about, right? Knowing that there are times to exert and times to rest. And also being able to read signs. So when we're in our masculine, our business, and we have that death grip, sometimes we're getting data. It's not the data we necessarily want. Maybe we're trying to sell a six-month program and we ask in our sales emails, like, does anybody have any questions for me? And we've had five people say, hey, you know, I can't commit for six months. Is there a self-study version? And we're like, no, you're going to join my six-month program, right? We're gripping too tightly. We're not flowing. But if we're in flow, if we're in our feminine and we're open and we're receptive, and we're getting these requests for something else, and we recognize that and we could say, you know what? Absolutely. No, I've got to facilitate this program. Um, but once it's built and I will keep your name on the list and I will let you know when the self-study version is available, right? Or you drip it to them and you sell it, (laughs) you sell it to them in real time, but they just don't get the calls, right? So be having feminine energy in your business allows you to flow. 
It allows you to release that death grip. You can probably pivot much sooner, right? If you need to pivot, you're surrendering your attachment to the outcome. It just feels a whole hell of a lot better, right? The other thing that comes from having more feminine energy in your business is the ability to settle. This is that dysregulation I was talking about, right? When we have that day where it's like, oh man, I guess I don't really have anything to do today. Instead of having that gut reaction or that fear-based reaction of having to fill the day with something, we are able to settle and, and rest and relax. I also see this a lot of times when people right, have built their business up and they've automated a ton of it and they're able to step out and they all of a sudden have given themselves that time freedom and location freedom and financial freedom that they wanted. And then they're like, well, what do I do now? And what do they do? They build the second business and they start all over again <laughs> because that's all they know. Their nervous system is so wired for the achievement, the, the, the instant gratification, the reward, the dopamine that comes when they get a new follower or a new sale, right? So bringing more feminine energy into your business allows you to settle, allows you to enjoy what you've built. Another thing that happens when you bring more feminine energy into your business is it becomes more about impact, right? That's what the feminine is. It's for the betterment of, of you and the collective. Remember back when I was talking about the hunter gatherers and people who had roles, but they weren't monetized roles. They were roles that contributed to society we can use our businesses in much the same way. We live in a capitalistic culture, so we need money, of course. But this message that we've seen in, in the space in the last few years of impact over income, again, that's the feminine, just poking her head out there being like, I'm still here. <laughs> I've always been here, right? So this idea of having an impact with your business doesn't mean you don't have to be focused on revenue or don't have to care about revenue important to do that. We want balance. We want polarity in all in our lives and in our businesses. But can we start to think how our business is set up to benefit more than just ourselves? Can we think about the impact that we're having? Maybe this is the fact that you have a team member and you're helping put their kid through college or whatever. Or maybe it's you have a a donation, a percentage that you give back from your sales or something like that, right? But when you are releasing that death grip and when you're surrendering and when you're thinking about and feeling into the soul of your business and why you're doing this, there's a way that you can better your life and by doing that, better the collective, pouring into the collective, Right. And this is when we get to the final point, the final reason to have feminine in your business is to bring in the sacred. Your business can be sacred. Your business can be an extension of the divine. And when we're in our masculine and we're death gripping, we don't see that at all. But what if this was a way for you to channel what if your business was a way for you to channel? What if you were getting soul messages 
or spirit messages or source messages, universal messages. This is what the collective needs right now. This is what the world needs right now. This is how you can make a better place. That message comes through you, through your business, and raises the consciousness of the collective. Your business can be sacred. Your business can be a spiritual tool. Your business can change the world. We can allow the sacred to come in. We can be a conduit for this. And this is what chokes me up because this, this is the divine feminine. This is the power. Right? Okay. So we've talked about what it could look like to bring more feminine energy into your business. If you want help with this, come and hang out with me. You can follow me on Instagram. You can join the Rooted Collective where we explore the different feminine archetypes throughout the year. And you can um, pair them with your business. So each month we'll be doing a different focus and you can bring that energy intentionally into your business, making it more sacred. You can find that over at rootedfeminine.com slash collective. But if you just need to know where to start, if you need to know what the first step is in bringing some sacredness into your business, you can go take my quiz. It's going to tell you what season of rerouting you're in so you'll know where you're at and what you need to do next. And it'll help you step onto this path and help you step onto the feminine cycle. Okay, so that is over at rootedfeminine.com slash quiz. All right, I cannot wait to hang out with you next week and I'll see you next time here in Temple Space. Thank you so much for listening to Rooted Feminine. For show notes, links, downloads, head over to rootedfeminine.com slash podcast, where you'll be able to build a deeper relationship with me and the show, as well as sink into all past episodes. If you loved what you heard today, it would be so kind of you to share it with your divine feminine friends, subscribe to the show, and even leave a review. Cannot wait to connect with you next week.